What's up, what's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. I am your host, Adam Vale. Tonight, I'm joined by Dana Abercrombie. Hello, everyone. And Richard Bailey Jr. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And this is for World Beyond Season 1, Episode 5, <laughs> Madman Across the Water. Uh, there was a lot of discussions. A lot of discussions. This this was a, a crazy episode. Some info we did know leading into this. Some we did not. A lot going on. But real quick, thanks again for everyone that subscribes, that listens on YouTube, on Spotify, iTunes. Thank you for the support. Thanks, AMC, for giving us early access to these episodes. That's always great when uh, the network support the shows, right? Because if not, you get hit with all kinds of trademarks and other things that are just horrible. But uh, yeah, no, this is this is a, a lot happened in this episode. There's a lot of info to dive into, so let's just get into it. The scene opens up. We see a little montage going on. The kids all happy-go-lucky. They're going down toward the waterfront. But then here we go again with Felix pulling Huck aside. He's like, hey, listen, we got to turn these kids around. We're back to this again. I'm really tired of it at this point because he keeps telling them he's all in. And then he keeps trying to do this, flip them, flipping everybody back and forth. Telling Huck, all right, we can do this. We can get Elton. I'm pretty sure we can get this figured out. We can bring him around again. You know, just to, to convince the group. You know, Huck is thinking, well, maybe we can try something else. Which never comes up again in this episode. But she's thinking, how about, uh, you know, one of us takes the boys back and then the other one goes with the girls. It's like, what the... How does that even make any sense? The whole point is Felix looking out for the girls. He doesn't give two shits about the kids. The boys, I should say. He made that promise to Leo, the father, to protect these girls. So just that idea should have been shot down real quick. But whatever. So we see that they get to the waterfront over uh, on this side. You see, it's, it's the Mississippi River. And there's a bunch of beat up looking boats. And Elton points out, it's like, oh, look, maybe some some of these we could work with. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? We could fix this up. We could do some kind of makeshift uh, steamboat engine. And then um, uh, Silas are talking about, well, yeah, you know, we could use different parts from, like, let's say uh, an AC. We can get some, with the, the, the motors and engines. And pretty much they want to try to make some kind of engine to get one of these boats working. And they just need supplies and stuff. But pretty convenient. Hope was like, hey. I remember we passed a warehouse, could have some supplies there, so let's go out there and see if we can get some goodies. And there we go. This is the opening scene. So real quick, for both of you guys, Rich, Dana, whoever wants to go with this, what did you think about this? Opening up again with Felix pulling the same shit, talking about, all right, well, we need to turn this group around. And then the fact that now we find these boats and we're going to pull a Gilligan here. We're gonna Everybody's going to band together and they're going to go and find some supplies and build a boat. Dana? Well, it kind of shows the determination of the kids and then how they're just kind of ignoring Felix and his pleas. But it also makes me feel that Felix might have something to hide. And I don't know why, 
because at, at first it's like okay he doesn't want them to go because you know it could be dangerous and they're going into this military kind of facility with no kind of support they don't know what's really going on they don't technically even know where it's at they remember there was a conversation about is it underground or what's going on that was during the previous episode mm-hmm. um they just know that it exists, but they can't. They don't know where in New York. Um, I kind of feel like Felix may know more than what he's letting on. Um, the fact that he's so insistent to the point where it's kind of over the top, um, insistent constantly. It kind of again. I don't know what his real motives are. It could be something out of fear, or it could be genuine care, or it's because he may really know what's going on. I don't know. Uh, so um, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah, Rich, you got anything on this one? This opening scene. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't have any issues with the opening scene. Uh, it was consistent with what happened in the last episode. We already know that Felix is trying to get Elton on his side so he can convince the others they need to go back. So I, I didn't have a problem with that, and I figured that because they introduced this conflict in the last episode, this was going to continue. And obviously that's exactly what happened in the episode. So I didn't have a problem with how they opened it. All right. All right. Well, we also had learned that, uh, Silas is a bit of an engineer. Cause he said he would fix the boilers over at the university. And uh, from the only thing that we saw of him doing was sweeping the floors. So that, that's good to know that he has all these other hidden skills. And one of the, it, it seems like the campus doesn't have many employees. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, that, we'll get into that. We'll get into that when we start talking about another mystery character and, and his role. But uh, so they head over to this warehouse, and one of the things that they are key to point out is that there's a storm coming. There is a dark, the clouds are coming. It, yeah, something's happening. So we get to the point where they're at the warehouse. They're gathering up all the supplies. Hope and Iris are looking at everything. It's like, all right, what can we do with this? And then that's when they start saying, hey, we can fix this. We can add this part. We can put these things together. We can just make this boat. Looks like it could happen. But then poof, this is it. The Elton show begins. We get this awesome flashback for his story. And this goes further back. Not like Silas, which was seems like he was still in his teens or whatever age she's supposed to be on the show. Here, five-year-old Elton with his dad, with his mom. Mom is pregnant, we see. They're hanging out in a room. Dad is showing a photo up on the wall, and it shows a meteor flying over the sky, and he's talking to him about the meteor, and they're talking about science, and Mom's like, oh, he's too young, and he's like, oh, you're never too young to learn, which is true. You're never too young to learn. So, you know, kids are like sponges. So anyway, he's trying to talk to him, and she gets a message on her phone, and says, oh, she has to go to some kind of meeting, some event. And so... Uh, before she goes, Elton walks over, he gives her a hug, he says that he wants a bracelet for his sister, uh, what was, oh, I can't believe, I, was, I just kept making fun of the name, and now I'm blanking on the name, I had wrote it down here. Esmeralda. Esmeralda, that's right, and they're like, who is Esmeralda, and he was like, oh, that's my sister's name, and she's like, well, we'll, we'll talk about that later, because come on, nobody's gonna name their kid Esmeralda, I'm sorry. If you're an Esmeralda listener, my bad, but I'm sure people gave you a nickname, right, they don't call you Esmeralda. So anyway, they're like, all right, whatever. And then once she's about to leave, the dad says, hey, be careful. I heard that there's some police activity going on near the hospital. Duh, okay. And then he grabs, the, the, he puts a Elton on his lap, and then they start doing some painting or drawing or whatever at the desk. Now, this, this right here, 
Which is a key scene, because now we see the mother. That is the woman that Hope, when she was with her mom, that's the pregnant woman with the gun that shot. Whoa, whoa. Wait a second, good sir. You are going too far ahead no, no, into no, no, the no. story. I'm not going too far. Only because if somebody <laughs> saw the scene, they were going to say, oh, I know that. I recognize that woman because we saw yeah. the woman. That's the thing. I, if It would be going too far ahead if we never saw the face. you know. But we did see the face. And the flashbacks when Hope, whenever she would talk about it, the pregnant woman, the pregnant woman. So there we go. And now we see the pregnant woman. It's like, there we go. And I think... Uh, 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 Dana, you called this a few episodes back. You'd be like, watch. Watch it be Elton's mom that was a pregnant woman. Yep. And sure yep. enough, that's, sure like, enough. I guess this is a really small community because everybody's connected in some way. Because of how it was explained, he said my mom, I believe he said my mom was shot. She was killed. And it didn't seem like it was part of the walker. But did he say that? Because, I mean, the Later on, I won't say anything, but it doesn't seem like he knows that for sure. Oh, well, then it, it was just really easy to read then. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Rich, what did, what did you think about this big reveal? Because that was a big part of this. Yeah, it's cool to see him in the flashback and we see his connection with his dad. All right, everybody had that kind of thing. But the big part was a big reveal that there you go, dun dun dun. The, the, the woman that killed Hope and Iris' mother is that pregnant woman, is Elton's mom. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I mean, as soon as I saw her, uh, when they introduced the character, I knew I already had figured out that's exactly the direction they were going in. Um, I I have some thoughts on that particular, you know, when we dive deeper into this a little bit later that I will get into. But I, I will say as far as learning that information, I mean, I did say on this very podcast that we're probably going to have an episode where they go into Elton's backstory. And that's exactly what this did. It revealed more about the character, uh, about what happened with his family, uh, and some of the fears that he has as a result of going through that traumatic uh, incident that we're also going to discuss later on. So, yeah, I I mean, they had to keep him connected, right? Mm So that's, I guess, that's yeah, how they decided to make the connection. Very, yeah, I guess. I, I feel like it's just maybe a little bit too on the nose. No, like no, this. we don't have to. Uh, you know what I mean? Come on now. This is it's, everybody at this point. Then it, again, it sort of reminds me, and I, I know I brought it up real quick, but it's, it does like Gilligan's Island, and we eventually find out that everybody had some weird connection to another person. <laughs> so it's the same thing. It's like wow, how? But then again, we don't know. The only scene that we've seen of the large majority of people from that community was in the first episode, Brave, when we see the speech, when that woman is giving the speech. Elizabeth was giving the speech to the group, and you see a bunch of people in the crowd. That was it. But how big is this community? I think they said it was like 1,500 or 15,000. They said some ridiculous number, but we never actually it's, it's see it. Thousands. It's, yeah, it's, it's in the thousands. It's in the thousands. It's like 15,000. So again, what's the chances? What's the chances? It's like 10 to 15. Yeah. It's I can't stand a, it's this. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> All right, so then we, we move on. So we get to the point. All right, so then now we're, we're off. We're back at the boat. Everybody's there fixing. We've got a little montage, some music going. Everyone's looking happy. Get another little segment with Hope and Elton. Hope is like, wow, I'm feeling good about this mission. This is going to work out. You know, putting together this boat, I could see that we're going to go. We're going to go find my dad. Everything is going to be cool. And he was like, yeah, maybe, maybe everything's going downhill. That was a weird comment to make. 
but maybe because of all the stress that he's having with the conflict in himself because of what's going on with Felix. And speaking of Felix, Felix again, during this whole segment, he pulls Huck aside and is like, hey, I, th- I think uh, we gotta we got to get a move on this thing. If we're going to convince these kids to go back, we have to do that before this boat is finished because they're definitely going to want to go. And now his plan is to use the boat when it is finished to go back toward the university. You know, forget it. We're not going. We're just going in that direction. But on a surprising note, Huck is like, I don't know about this now. Maybe maybe we should just go with this. She's, she's second guessing. But then we also see that Hope now hears this. And at some point, I must have missed it, but I know at some point they mentioned Elton's name because Hope instantly, when she sees him talking about this, she turns around and runs to Elton. And she's like, you traitor. You're working with them. You're working with Felix. You're trying to get us to go back. And he's sort of stumbling with his words. And like, I well, sort of, I guess. I'll, you know, I'm not sure about that. But And then Felix comes over and is like, yeah, you know, we need to go back. And it's, again, broken record, saying the same thing over again. And then Hope just says, hey, do you think that is safe? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I I do. And I don't believe that. We've seen him discuss this before. I don't believe it. He was there in that first episode of Brave when he saw that same message that we all saw. Don't feel safe. Come on now. And then, again, this sort of... Con- Real quick, I'm going to get to you. This really contradicts what we're going to find out and what you're going to go into length about. Because it, this would have been another key point, a key moment to mention what we discovered. So, for him to say, like, oh, no, 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 this is it. My job was to keep you guys safe, and this is the best way I know how, and we're going to go back. But, all right, go, Dana. Okay, so here's the thing. And it's slowly starting to aggravate me. One, real quick, I was not happy with that whole situation going on before. Also, with this scene, it kind of feels, it's so darn over the top that it gets to the point where it becomes slightly annoying. Well, with uh, Felix constantly. With Felix constantly, I feel like he's trying to also, what is that word? Seat some type of seed in and in, in disruption into the group so that they would, you know, when you get angry at yeah. each other, I'm yeah, going this way yeah. and I'm that kind of thing. Planting and also, the seeds to divide. It is, yeah. planting the seeds to divide, yes. And also on top of that, if he really wanted to get those kids and to not, you know, to refuse to let those kids go, he easily could have done that. And I believe that it's very easy. I don't, I'm not saying that it is easy, but for Felix and his training and his way of knowing things, he could have easily kind of um, incapacitated the kids and got them back to safety or even called someone and got them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the way I, I don't believe yeah. that the campus. Yeah. No, yeah. I just don't believe that he can't be the only well, I, one I agree. with some form of power. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then that was the issue that I had even before because he has Huck with him and I figured, Hey, you know what? They're a team. She's going to have his back and they're going to, they can pull it by force. Like you're, like you're bringing up. They could definitely do it by force. But I think that the show felt that they needed somebody to have an alternate view. And instead of making one of the four kids do it, they were like, well, we'll just have Felix play that role. But it's annoying because in one scene he'll say, in the past episode, all right, all right, let's go, we'll do it. And then the next episode after, it's like, all right, I've got to flip Felix or somebody or we got to get somebody to go back. You know, I said, like, come on. Stop it. And then it's this constant back and forth. But whatever. Rich, do you have anything on that or you want to just keep moving on? 
Uh, no, I think you guys summed it up. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the whole back and forth. Uh, redundant. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is redundant. Uh, but I. I mean, I. They. They. They were going to have to eventually address this because it. It's. It, it, it was been brought up in the prior episodes that this was what Felix's plan was. So, finally, that has come to a head now in this episode. So I'm fine, just as long as they don't bring it up again in the next episode. Well, you know, I thought about it, and I think we need to go back again. No, we don't need to hear that again in the next episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? So then the Irish jumps in on all this and says, hey, listen, we need everybody to give 100%. This is the only way it's going to work. So let's just put all that shit aside. Let's get this boat done. We got a storm coming. We need to get out of here. So they divide it up into some groups to just keep getting more supplies. So you got Hope and Huck. Now they venture out. Hope says, hey, are you with us? What's going on? Because she, she heard the, the doubt that Huck had toward Felix's plan. And then she gives us this unexpected sad story. Of how she was on that same river on a raft with a broken arm. And she washed up ashore somewhere and there was another group. And all she remembers at first was that some of the guys said that she was hot. And a lot of bad things happened to her. Until the university security found her and, and rescued her. And I was, uh, alright, I, I hear this. and I was like, But then uh, university security, so what are you saying? Felix. Right, the campus and it's called Campus Colony, but then they call it University. It's got multiple names now, so I'm just assuming it's it's. I'm putting those together in my mind, but it's if it's not Felix, it's someone from that group, and that's how she got sucked in. But basically, she brings up this story. Hope is devastated. She's like, "Wow, I didn't know that." You know, this is that's. She was like, "Yeah, well, it made me stronger though." So I, I got something out of that, and this is why I feel sort of like I'm on your side with your journey because this is something you guys have to do to be strong, and you're gonna go and save your dad, and she, that's why she feels like if they're so strong about feeling so strongly about this, that maybe she should be part of it, and this should be part of their journey to do this in their life. Uh, before I go on, because that that was a, a big moment there, Rich Dana, what did you think about that big reveal with Hugs' backstory? It kind of, for me, it feels like the dad, Leo, has in some way touched each and every one of their lives. And this is why, while they may not all agree with this mission, they're still going forward towards it. And while we don't know who campus security is, we can assume that it's Felix, um, or we can assume that it's somebody completely else. I kind of feel that Leo was the one that accepted everyone into his family. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he, while he was on campus, always looked out for, looked out for them in some shape or fashion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but real quick, I'll just throw this in, because this was a long scene. Once Huck steps away, Felix jumps in. <laughs> just to fill her spot and then he gets a, a tongue lashing because she starts blaming him for everything saying hey you know what i thought when dad brought you into this family that you were going to be a brother we all hyped we we're like yeah we got a brother you didn't treat us like a brother you treated us like a problem and she blames him for not jumping in and stopping the dad from going again with the blaming stop the blaming it's done with dad is gone you guys are on a mission to go save dad you didn't know at the time he was going to be in danger if, if I'm telling you, think about it. If we were all in her spot, her or Iris's spot, 
our dad is a high profile scientist or pillar of this community here. Another group comes like, hey, we're working on some treatment stuff. We need your expertise. Can you come for a few weeks? And if my dad comes over and says, hey, they need me for this, isn't that? I understand. I'm cool with it. I wouldn't see like what happened in that past episode with Hope saying, are you leaving because of me? I promise I'll be good. I wouldn't, that would not even pop up in my head. You know, I'm like, well, my dad is in high demand. The man is smart. The man can help. I, that pisses me off. And here it is now. I, I see this as like filler because this scene didn't need to happen. This whole thing of throwing it again at the, in his face. Like, oh, well, now it's your fault. And now I'm going to blame you for this. And it, it's just, oh. It just aggravates me. This this whole part thing with this back and forth of blaming again about oh well dad you didn't stop dad from going. Dad wasn't kidnapped. I could understand if dad was kidnapped or, or something happened like that, then yes, well Felix, you're in charge of security. Why didn't you save him? Why didn't you do your part? I get the anger there. That no, this doesn't it doesn't it's not justified. Rich, what did you think? And also Or Dana. Oh. Alright, keep going, Dana, no. No, sorry. I was just going to say it also comes across as really self-centered because Felix at that time was going through a lot in his own life as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to say that you're supposed to be that kind of expectation, I didn't feel was justified. Um, you know, you know he you is know not Dana? obligated to be anyone's brother. Yes. You know what, Dana? And you're right. And I think about it and I'm getting really upset. This was another moment where what you're about to discuss when we get to that scene should have came up. Mm -hmm. This would have yep. been a, the yep. perfect yep. way to bring some, some context to this conversation. Because, again, like you said, self-centered. She's bringing up dad, dad, dad. Dad did not go alone. You know what I mean? It's like that. Oh, man. But we're, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Rich, you got anything to say? Yeah, well, I mean, I thought, didn't y'all say in the past that... Uh... These kids lived a very sheltered life inside this uh, facility growing up, so therefore they could be a little stuck up, a little high on themselves, a little self-centered. That that sounds like that's a, if that's the case, then that that sounds ex like exactly how the character is in that in that particular context. Yeah. Um, but but I will say I will say that uh, I also think um, y'all have said already on this show. Not a fan of the actress's uh, performancing, so I think that adds more to uh, <laughs> to not liking how she handled this scene. Yeah. You go, Dana. And kind of now that you say that, with in regards to their lives and being sheltered, and the dad being kind of revered by the CRM, I wondered if they was given certain privileges. Hmm. Possibly, yeah. Hmm, maybe. Well, we definitely know with some of the the antics that Hope was getting away with, she was at, she was never really gonna get into serious trouble, and we saw that from the first episode. It's like, come on, you know who the dad is? Like, yeah, I know. You're not really putting her in jail, remember? I feel like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'll let her out now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, all right. If it like, pretty much saying, if it was anyone else, they're gonna be locked up in the brig for a while. But nope, <laughs> since this is Leo's kid. But uh, just to keep going with this, because this was one really long scene here. They go back to the raft, well, the boat, and they're trying to get this steam thing working. Iris is there, Silas and Elton, and it's just not getting hot enough. They need a lot of heat to get this thing going. 
And that's when Silas was like, hey, I remember seeing some canisters of nail polish that said flammable back at the warehouse. Maybe we can use that. So then Felix jumps in, like, all right, go. I'm pretty sure it was Felix. He was like, all right, you and, and, and Elton head back, go get that, put that together. And then poof, this is it. This is how we'll get this going. And there goes the scene. Now, this is the part. This is the part. I don't, they didn't bring this up. Maybe you guys could jump in if you know why. But when we come back to the scene, because it's a cut, and when we come back, we see Iris and and uh, Felix, and they're just walking off into like a fielded area. And we see that there's a house off in the distance. I don't know why they left. They didn't say that they needed to get any supplies. I don't remember them mentioning that. Besides uh, uh, Hope and Huck saying they were getting wood. And of course we know the other two getting the nail polish. But I don't know why Iris. I don't know. Whatever. The point is they're out there. He finds some rope. She starts saying, do you really think dad is safe? And this is where a lot comes into this story. That's like, why didn't you say any of this before? She says, do you really think dad is safe? He's like, yeah, Leo and Will, I think they're okay. He brings up Will. If anyone listening now is like, who the hell is Will? Will, from what Dana will get into, is a very important character that for some reason and all these scenes, whenever the, the girls are complaining about how they need to go save their dad, save their dad, failed to mention that dad did not go alone, that he went with their head of security, which is Will, who also turns out to be Felix's lover, the boyfriend. But they don't mention that. And even in that, and that's what I'm saying, even in that argument with Hope blaming, oh, Felix, you didn't stop dead. Well, he has something that he to lose also if the dad's in danger. He loses his boyfriend. Did she forget that the boyfriend is accompanied? And that's what Felix brings up in this dialogue real quick before I pass off to Dana. He says, hey, just so you know, I was supposed to go with dad. I was supposed to go. But he wanted me to take the responsibility of taking care of you guys. And instead, he took Will, who is the head of security, and said, you know what, I'll be cool. I'm going with Will. So, Dana, tell us about Will. Okie dokie. So, <clears throat> Will is a resident of Campus Colony. That is where they met. Okay, they met, kind of fell in love. However, he ended up being transferred to the research facility that they're trying to get to now as the head of Leo's security detail. Now, we don't know anything about Will or his life before what happened during the whole outbreak. And we'll, hopefully they'll shed some type of light, light on this. However, he originally was part of the campus colony as the satellite community of the survivor city of Omaha, which is part of the alliance of the three. See the connections. Um at that time, he was appointed as a security officer, and that's when he began his romantic relationship with the, the fellow security officer, Mr. Felix, who seems to do a lot more than just secure things. Um, so like I said, when he was when Leo was request, requested by the CRM uh, because of his scientific knowledge, he agreed and he also assigned Will to be part of the security detail. So he is not alone. He wanted Will to come with him. However, um, Felix, you know, he knew he was going to miss him. And it was like they had like a, you know, a relationship. So maybe, again, this kind of could play into Felix's 
response of always not wanting to go to that facility. They could have broken up. We don't know this. There could have been a fight. We don't know this. He could be scared to see him because maybe he moved on. We don't know this. But what we do know is that at the research facility, Will is aware that Leo was sending messages to his daughter via the fax machine. Remember that scene when he was inside the, when it was mm-hmm. in like that cabinet and it was reading the letters. This was in the episode Brave, which was the first episode in case anyone has missed this. And yep, that is, that is Leo in kind of a nutshell, but we do not know what is Will's status right now? Because remember, when Leo sent the messages that he is not safe, he kind of indicated that Will is still alive, but we don't know what's going to happen. Also, because Leo feels that he and Will will become captives of the CRM. Remember, it's not safe. They know information that they're not supposed to know, which is why we saw that scene with the guy who was being kind of like, who was questioning um the woman, oh, I forgot her name, the woman who was head of the CRM, and oh, we had Elizabeth. that whole gun scene with Elizabeth with the gun and the, and the whole oven, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we later saw him being transported, and we got that after-credit scene mm-hmm. with, they being, with them being test subjects. That is supposedly supposed to be the fate of Leo and Will. Not that that's the fate that they're in now, but that is what it could lead up to. Mm-hmm. Yay. You see, yeah, people, I'm sure for some people out there were like, what? We didn't hear any of this. Why? And and I get it because that was my frustration when all this came to light. I was like, man, this whole time when we're seeing all these arguments about we need to go save dad, we need to go save dad. And Felix is like, oh, we're going to bring you guys back. No, dad wanted me to keep saying. You would have thought at some point he would have brought up Will. At some point, he would have said, you know what, I, I'm i losing something here also besides my connection with your father, but also with my boyfriend. Remember, Will, he, Will is with him. Dad is not alone. He doesn't even bring that up. He could have brought that up numerous times. Even in his flashback, that one episode where he had the flashback going back, he could have brought that up again. Or when he was having that conversation with the, the dad. And in the office, and the dad was like, hey, listen, I'm going to go on this. I need you to stay here. Even then, the dad didn't say, don't worry about it, because Will's going to be with me. So you're going to be here. They, it's as if, like, we have a big reveal that's going to come later on. Because even when, once, uh, for people listening, once Dana told me all this, I had to rewatch that scene again. Because he's like, oh, there's a part in the first episode where they call out. Iris even says, what, your boyfriend? And it, it, she muffled it. She very, said it very subtle, very quick, and almost in a way of, like, like, I know your secret. I know you care about him because that's your boyfriend. And he was like, well, you know, yeah, you know. He just brushes it off. He just moves on. And they never go back to that. They never bring it up again. There's so many opportunities they could have brought it up. But whatever. Didn't happen. And that still doesn't even matter in this scene, really, because Iris doesn't even bring that shit up. She's just pissed that Felix didn't tell her the same thing. That, oh, well, that dad said that he picked you and this whole thing. She was upset. Whatever. The storm is coming. We see here the lightning and all that stuff happening. And then we hear for the audience. They never make it seem like these guys do, Felix and, and Iris. But we hear that there's empties in that house or that barn house that's further up. All right, so then we move on now. The next scene, this is where we have Silas and uh, and Elton, and they're back at the warehouse. No issues, no drama, because that's the first thing you think of, right? When you send these two by themselves, something's going to happen. Nothing's happening here. They found what they were looking for, the nail polish. They're emptying all the nail polish into buckets. There's a lot that they need to do. It's going to take time. 
uh, Elton starts talking about how he really hopes no one gets hurt, no one dies, and then poof, we get another flashback. Now, this is later on, same day, it appears, but it's later on in that same scene where the mom had left to go to the event. Now we hear shooting and screaming and all this chaos going out, going on outside their door. Does anybody know where they are? That room? Do you know? What, did they, this, do you, this, it's not a house. So, uh, some kind of office or something, but whatever. There's something, they're in the room, there's a lot of shooting and chaos going on outside. The kid is freaking out. He's telling him, don't be scared. Be strong. Don't be scared. And he gives him like a piece of wood. It was like some weird thing. He's like, hey, if you hold this, you won't be scared. You'll be okay. You know, just hold on to this. And he puts him into like a little container and he closes the door. And at first I thought it was like a crawl space. But then after watching it again, I was like, oh no, it looks like it's like a little contained box or whatever. But he's able to open it and close it from the inside. So it's like a cage in a way. So he goes in there and the dad, you know, says he loves him and that he's going to protect him. And then he leaves. And so then there's that crazy flashback of him just screaming, like, you know, not screaming, but freaking out in there, really panicking and hearing all this chaos going on outside. So, oh, man, um, I don't know. This scene... It, it, it told us some info. It added a little more to it, to the context of his backstory, but then not too much. I'm pretty sure we all assume that the dad's going to die. Like that was a, Once I saw that scene, I was like, all right, you're leaving him there. But I don't know if anyone picked up anything else. Rich, what did you think of that scene? Well, actually, the dad did die. We saw no, no, the dad. No, 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 later, the... later, later. I know. But did you think that he was going to return to... to, to oh, no. Him? Oh, no. When he said, I love you, that was it. That was it. It, it. That's a cliche thing that happens in most movies and TV shows. Whenever a character says that, you know something's going to either happen to that character or the person they said, I love you too. So I knew he wasn't coming back. But they needed to show that because it shows, it explained not only Elton's backstory, but it also explained some of his fears and, and something that happens later in the episode, which, which mm -hmm. they gave context to. So it, they had to put that in there. Dana, what did you think of that scene? It was sad. It was yeah, it was a callback. It was it was sad. It was heartbreaking, you know. But it was also a callback to, I think, the previous episode when the guy said when he said that he was claustrophobic. So now we yeah. kind of know why. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So everything kind of makes sense. I'm just trying to figure out the scavenger part. Maybe it was ooh theory. Maybe he got out of that space and started looking for his parents. And that way he's always saying, I'm trying to find things. And he's looking for things from the 90s that probably would remember, uh, that would kind of, you know, stir up that memory of his parents. Because I would assume they would be like kids in the 90s. Well, he did say that he, he still thinks that his mom is alive and his sister. Oh. So that right there is 100% on the money theory. Mm -hmm. Sadness. All right, all right. So we jump back to uh, Iris and Felix. Quick scene here, but this is a part that was like, oh, I, I don't know. I, well, I'll just get to it. Everybody, already seen this. They know. So they're they're still walking around in that same area, and Iris says, "Hey, my fingers are tingling." And then he Felix says, "Get down." He grabs her, and lightning strikes. And what was it? Did it strike the barn? It happened very fast, but it, it struck something. Yeah. It struck the barn, right? And then yeah. the next scene, you see the barn, and you see all these empties, which are the ones that we heard. And it's as if it opened up the door, and they all start walking out. And they're like, oh, we have to run. There's a bunch of them. I mean, come on now. The lightning. That, 
I, I'm telling you, I've been. Well, I, well that, that's uh, actually. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say that that's actually true. Like oh, you I can feel your fingers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm just saying the, the just the timing again of something like that happening. This is an open field. All of a sudden, they see this storm coming, and in, he once the fingers tingling, he's like, all right, get down. He knows, and then this lightning strikes, and he just happens to hit this barn with <laughs> with all these empties. I don't know. Too convenient again. Very, well, very story. Well, yeah. Very comic B, comic bookish of just building the story on that end, but. Well, yeah, they had to explain how the empties were going to get out of the barn when we heard them. But uh, that, the whole thing about them teasing the storm, that pretty much was setting up that something like this could potentially happen. It's just it, it happened before the rain actually started. So um, this is a little, a little bit of a uh, interesting uh, turn for things. But yeah, it, once you once that lightning came and it hit the barn, I think we everybody knew what was going to happen after that. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so now we head back. We see Hope. We see Huck. They're over there. They're still trying to get things figured out with this makeshift boat. Then we see the um, which um, Iris and Felix. They go running over there. Like, all right, we got some issues. We got empties coming. They they they're trying to figure this whole thing out. Then we get a quick cut to uh, Silas and Elton, and they're heading over with buckets of the nail polish and. Uh, Felix, uh, Elton, I should say, he trips, he tips one over, and then the first response, and I was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense, because I didn't even think about it. He was like, he said, I didn't do that on purpose, because you get that stare. And then I was thinking about what uh, what Dana kept saying. I was like, oh, he's a, he's a serial killer. He's the crazy one. And I was like, yeah, this is it. He's going to hit him over the head with these buckets. He's like, you son of a bitch, you did this on purpose. But no, what does he do? He helps him up. He was like, no, we got to get this going. Got to go. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. So they finally get there. They get back to the group. Everyone's happy, but they're still having trouble because they have these empties that are coming. Um, Felix grabs some of the fishing line and he starts putting off like, and this is again, I don't understand. There was, if you can, I freeze framed it. There's a huge, from from the beachfront area, and you can look off into the distance. It's a big open area. There are a bunch of trees, but it's a big open area. There's not a singular path. And you see him run out there and he creates like a makeshift fence really quick between one tree to the left and one tree to the right. But, I mean, th there's still tons of walkers. They could have uh, empties. They could have just walked around it eventually, which we do see. But still, it was just that type of moment of this happening. I don't know. It's, I, I get what they were trying to go with, trying to buy more time. Because while they're doing this, Iris is filling up the, the engine Oh, the, 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 the tin there for the boiler. And all this brought back one <laughs> memory, and it was in a game, Left 4 Dead 2. And if you ever played Left 4 Dead 2, there is one mission where you have to fill up a generator to turn on the lights, and you're always running with the gas cans, and you're like, oh, and it's, uh, the zombies are attacking stuff. It just reminded me of that, because once she fills it up, they turn it on, it, it goes uh, like it's going to start up, and then it blows out. She realizes something's going on, something's not working, and it's underneath that's the issue here. So the, the first thing, they, that's the other thing. When this is all happening, the first person they look at is Elton because Elton is the smallest one out of all of them. And they need somebody that can get in between the crawl space that they have there from the the, 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 the tin um, piers that they have on the side that keep uh, to keep the boat afloat. So they need someone to go up there. He's like, no, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Right? And I think this is uh, the point where we get that flashback moment also. 
where he starts freaking out. And we see, it was really quick though, we see him back in that box, holding on to that little piece and just hearing all the screams and the shooting and, and all the chaos going on. But you know what? He does it anyway. He knows he has to do it for the greater good. Now, this is the part I also wasn't too sure about because I saw in the previous thing, like what we said with the box and we get that whole being claustrophobic and he mentions that and okay, we put two and two together. That matches. What doesn't match is that when he's in the crawl space, he starts re just saying all the planets. And I guess that's his own thing to keep him calm because he wasn't saying that in the box, right? He wasn't reciting the, the, all the names of the planets in the box. Rich? It goes Same. back to this scene. It goes back to this scene. The scene when he was with his father. But I don't remember. Remember with the, with the parents? Yeah, but he was And still, I remember the whole thing. You're never too young to learn. You so could have learned from that. Well, th that's what I'm saying. And that it was causes filler. him to... It was filled in. It, there you go. It's, but it wasn't like the scene where he was telling him the planet. Like I was saying, I can understand if, let's say, after the meteor and all that, and when he put him on his lap and he's like, all right, let's talk about the planet. This is Jupiter. This is Mercury. This is Venus. Then, okay, because then when we cut to this scene, it would make a little more sense. Because when he started saying all that, I'm like, all right, well, I get it personally. I think this is just something most people do. They'll recite something to keep them calm. You know, so that's what he was doing as he's doing the crawl space, trying to keep himself calm. He's having really quick flashbacks of back in that box, back and forth, back and forth. But he gets to where he has to go, and he starts working to fix. On the top end, we see that uh, Huck and Felix and Hope, they're over here fighting these empties. The empties are actually getting through this fish line fencing that, that Felix put together. So it's looking really tight, and the storm is coming because that was one of the other things they were trying to figure out. It's like, hey, we either get on this boat to go, or if we can get this to fix, if not, then we just got to run off because these empties are going to come and they're going to storm the beach, and we're done. So it's either one or the other, All right? But sure enough, Elton is able to get this thing to work, All right? So once he gets it to work, though, now he's stuck, now he's really panicking. And at one point, I know some people were like, oh, well, you know, they just don't attention. I really thought maybe this is where he dies. Because remember, we're, this is only 10 episodes, people. This is only a 10 episode season. This isn't like Fear or The Walking Dead proper where we're hitting the 22, 26 or whatever, what have you. But they're in the 20s. No, this is only 10 episodes. So I'm like, yeah, we're halfway through. I could see somebody, you know, kicking a bucket at this point. Something bad could happen. So that's what I was saying. I was like, you know what? They're probably that would be an even crazier dilemma. What do we do? We could get this into the water and move, but Elton is going to be stuck down there and he's going to die. So we either sacrifice him for the greater good of the group, or we just all just abandon him because that's the only other thing I can think about. I don't think they could fight all those empties off because later on we'll see. There was a lot of them that were in there that were coming out, but sure enough. Right while he's panicking and doing all these weird flashbacks of in the box, boom, his legs, they pull him out. They get him out. Alright, so that's the cool thing. They get him out, they get back on top, uh, they activate the engine, everything is working. Now the key is to push this into the water, right, to get this off. And this is a, a, a key point to bring up because of what happens after. So the, the group are all pushing minus Felix. Felix is still fighting the, the empties doing that whole thing. They're trying to push this thing into the water. They're having trouble. It's hard. Then he comes running over and he has a piece of wood and he's trying to use that to, to, to lift up the, the boat to get it out of the sand. And sure enough, it takes a little getting a little bit of a struggle, but of course they, they get it in the water. So once they get in the water, they all jump on. Nice, cool, uh, faraway shot where you see them already floating over on, in the Mississippi. We see all the walkers walking into just the water, just going into the, the river. And that brings back an episode of fear where 
when they get to the lighthouse. I forgot what season, because there were so many seasons already. But there was one in the season where they get to the lighthouse, and they had a fencing on the beach side. And it, I think it was a, um, Victor had mentioned, uh, uh, why do you have this fencing? He was telling people that had the lighthouse. And he's like, oh, because of all the the walkers that show up and they would just come out of the water and that's what I was thinking of I was like you know what they're all going to go into this river they're just going to float away wherever they land or whatever they wash up and then just start walking from there you know and just it's like an endless walk that type of situation but all right so Rich Dana what did you think this is it this is the big moment we finally see they put together the boat they get off did you like this did you like the tension that they were building around this Rich yeah, I just want to start by saying, uh, in this scene here, the importance of Felix helping them to take to get on the boat, that to me told me that he is now all in on helping them to find their father. I mean, because the, because once again, you go back to the couple episodes that he's been trying to get them to go back. Mm-hmm. Been trying to get yeah. them to go back. And this and that to me, that was the importance of that scene where all of a sudden he came over and helped them because they couldn't move the boat for some reason until he came. Then all of a sudden, yes. Now yeah, you need a real man. That's why you need the real man. That's what <laughs> you know, he was a real man. But you know what? I, I would agree with that to a point only because he had told Huck before he needs that boat anyway, even to go to the university. Remember? So she could have, we'll get to that scene when, when Iris says, oh, why did you help? But he, he could have easily just said, right there on the boat. All right, so we're going across. No, we're going upstream. We got to go. Sorry. And the smack her. You're just a child. All right, Huck, let's get ready. You know, he could have pulled that, but yeah, I mean, it was good to see that he helped. And at this point, he had to. And we'll get to that when there's a little more dialogue that happens between him and Huck. But, uh, Dana, what did you think about this whole scene here? The getting off the, the beach? Um, I thought it was really great with the tension. Um, I think fear itself, the universe itself, was very good, good with building up that kind of tension thing. I wouldn't have mind if someone died, but, you know, I guess they'll just live. Um, but in regards to that scene great tension still don't know what felix's um motives are um the flip-flopping i guess you know he was determined when your life is really dependent on something you want to flee the area so i think that his actions were kind of understandable at that point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well they made it they made it across the river now it's nightfall they have a campfire going now it's calmed down right they think they're okay Everything seems to be fine. This is where we get to that point where Iris then asks Felix, hey, why did you help? And he was like, well, you know, girls are stubborn, pretty much. And he knew that if he didn't help, they were going to do it anyway. That was the whole thing. So he was like, you know, might as well help. So, Which makes sense. Makes sense. So hopefully, to go with uh, Rich was thinking, I was like, maybe, hopefully, this is it. We're done with the whole, I'm going to keep pushing for Elton. Maybe we could turn back. I don't think there's any turning back now that they're on the other side of the Mississippi River. I think this was that crossing point where there's no turning back. You know, they made it this far. Because then even if he tries to go back, he's got to get that boat to work. And I doubt he even has enough power to get back. It's just amazing that he even made it across. So, we have that. Uh, trying to see. There was a lot of little back and forth. But the key, the key one, and this is a good one. The key one is where we get back into the situation with uh, with uh, our boy Elton. All right. So, 
Elton is there, and he's well. Before you know what, there's two key points. I don't want to jump the gun because I, I, I'm really excited about this. So we get to the point where Huck is there, and she's saying, "Hey, listen, we need to do some recon. I need to go out there." I was like, "It's pitch black. What are you doing?" And then I get it. Remember, she was a soldier. She was a soldier, and she didn't really say her position, but maybe that's what she did. Recon, and the best recon, as dangerous as it is, is to do it at night because usually your enemy is sleeping or their guards are down. Right, so it makes sense. But she says, hey, I need to go out there. I need to see what's going on because we don't know this location. We don't know if we're safe here. So she she goes off to go do her recon work. And uh, we see uh, uh, Elton. This is where he gets into one of his moments. And he just wanders off and he sits there. And the scene here is pretty interesting because it, it focuses on him. It zooms in on his face. And we see the emotion building up. And I'm sure it was like the actor was like, cry. You know, because he's like trying to think of something because he's getting real teary eyed and stuff. And then that's when we start seeing this scene back in the box and he's freaking out and you're hearing all he's hears all the shooting, all the screams and all stuff. But then eventually he starts dying out. And then you hear soldiers saying clear, clear, it's clear. And then it gets quiet. So then he gets out of the box. And when he gets out of the box, that was his father that was dead, right? Richard Dana, did you remember that that first? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was a father, right? Yeah. And and that's what at first the reason why I'm second guessing that is only because it was a little all beat up looking. But he doesn't go over to embrace and freak out like I, I would expect. I mean, like, oh my god, dad, dad, because the way he was so attached and scared of his dad leaving. But to see that, and he just all right, he just takes a glance for a little bit, and he walks over. He picks up his backpack. He he leaves the the office there and that's why i'm saying it's an office because once he gets into the hallway it looks like it's an office building some sort there's a bunch of debris there's bodies everywhere and he's very calm he's very calm through the whole thing and then he walks out and once he walks out he picks up a flyer it looks like there was a bunch of and i think this said something about an evacuation did you guys read what was on this yeah yeah it's evacuation flyer Uh right evacuation flyer and uh, he just grabs it and just starts walking off. And he does a far shot. And you see the structure. It sort of looks like it's on some kind of campus. It had this nice uh, art piece in the middle, like this globe. And he just starts wandering off. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it cuts back to him into present time. And Hope is there. And she's talking to him like, you know, about how everything is going. And he starts talking about his mom and his dad and how great they were. And she says, yeah, I wish I would have seen them and then met them. And uh, he takes out her memoirs, the mom's memoirs, because he he was writing some things down uh, prior to this from Hope showing up. And uh, when she takes a glance, I didn't notice that he even had a picture of her in there, but you see the picture of the mom and Hope's face. (laughs) I was like, this is where her acting really has to come into it. You know, she really has to sell this shock because she looks and then the camera like, pants back at the picture and then back at her been back at the picture and then like it zooms in it's like she's getting the flashbacks she recognizes this woman that's the woman that shot her mom you know and it's just like how would you react to something like Dana with this scene just seeing all this what did you think and how do you, do you think that Hope reacted appropriately for something like this I personally did not like this scene at all because we saw it coming a thousand miles away 
Uh, so it was kind of that one of those things is hurry up and get it over with moments. I thought that she reacted perfectly. Me, I would have pretended like nothing happened because that's just way too many more complications. And right now I need you to save my dad. And I know that's wrong and selfish, but this whole entire time I've been wrong and selfish. Is it, but also, but the, this is why to go back to what you mentioned before, it's like, oh, because she died. We don't know if the mother's dead. And even Elton says he doesn't know. He thinks that she still might be alive. And the fact that we know that she is someone... Uh, she was a scientist of some sort, and she said she had to I go mean, to a yes, meeting. Maybe that meeting was this type of meeting with that group, and then they evacuated back to New York. And maybe she could be part of that whole thing there. That is entirely true because, again, with Walking Dead, the one thing you have to realize: no one's truly dead unless you either see them turn or like some funeral, or they have to turn. Mm-hmm. And we did not see either one of them turn. I'm going to assume, assume that um, Hope and Iris's mom is dead and that his mom could very much be one of the scientists who did not die. Because, again, we don't know exactly the, the kid with this dude is not a perfect aim. So you think- it was just a random shot. It could have been in the shoulder we don't know could have just knocked her out so you think that when iris is uh, and i hope's mother got shot and then mm-hmm. left that it's possible that the mother could have gotten up and survived that shot well it could have because again we don't know where exactly the bullet penetrated yeah no that's true that, that would be an interesting scene if they didn't go back to that and we see that she gets up we have that so saw, that is true we saw a moment where the guy wakes up he was in the room the whole time Remember? Dun, 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 dun. oh well yeah that was that was a different oh thing. i love that scene i remember being in the theater scene and, and like the reaction nobody saw that coming that was a scary scene oh, nobody saw that coming that was awesome all right all right, so, um, so yeah, um, we're at the the end of this. this. Is the closing scene now of this episode? Um, hope. Hold on a second. Oh, Rich, you didn't go. You didn't go to me, and I oh, got something. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was oh, snap! Oh, yeah, 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 what you got? Yeah. What you got for this? What got first you and foremost? Let me just echo and say yes. That first Saw film, that's a that's a classic, a hundred percent classic. Love that scene. As for this, because I mean, you got Dana's opinion on this. My personal opinion, yes, we did see this coming, but this, to, to me, now this makes the show even more interesting because it's going to be interesting to see how these characters interact now. One thing we know about Hope is that she does break down and she does eventually confess things because she did this with her sister, Iris. So when she has that moment with Elton where she has to tell him, that I killed. And by the way, I thought that was a good little idea that y'all mentioned that perhaps the mother is not dead, but I think the mother is dead. Um, because we, again, we haven't seen that character. And, and I think if you take away that she isn't dead, that kind of kills the, Im- the impact that this could have on both of these characters. So I personally want the mother to be dead just so that it really messes up their relationship between Elton and, and, and Hope. But yeah, the reason now I, why I say it's interesting because I want to see how they're going to have this character interact with this other character, knowing that she is carrying this secret uh, around um, because eventually it's going to come to that. Mm-hmm. And again, the whole thing about this show, when they had the, synop- the synopsis of the show, is that they said that there are certain characters that are going to turn. Um, 
And I'm going to say this point also, since I also didn't speak on this other topic. When you mentioned the stuff about Huck earlier and how she said she wanted to go on a recon mission, my theory is that that character is actually working with Elizabeth and she could be the one She's a that is. I think you brought that it, up exactly. the first time. I think when we first were introduced, something with the spring and stuff, and you thought that maybe she was always the insider. Oh, yeah, because it's very weird, like you said, doing recon, you know, at nighttime and then just disappearing when this is an area that they Felix said, we, I've ne- we, we've never been to this area before. But yet she says, well, no, I'll volunteer my services to check out the area. And it's, that's why I say I question that character. Uh, now, you heard a little bit of her backstory in this episode. I don't know if they're going to dive further into that as we get deeper into the episodes. But I wouldn't trust that character 100% because I saw how she was so supportive of Hope in her mission to go out here and, 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 you know, see what's going on with her father. But again, that could be a red herring to throw it off. And then you find out later this character is actually working with the enemy. So that, along with the whole dynamic between Hope and Elton, to me, now that makes this a much more interesting show because every week as a viewer, I'm going to be wondering how are they going to deal with these topics. Mm-hmm. Now, again, they can do a bad job, but uh, for right now, I would say they have me intrigued now. So I'm very curious to see what happens. Because yeah, I was thinking this. Let's say even if the mother's not alive, years have passed. Because remember, he was five there, and now, I don't know, they haven't said his age, but he looks like at least 16, 17 years old. So yeah. let's say if she did survive at least enough to give birth, he has a sister out there that can be running around in her preteens. You know, oh, yeah. At least they're at least 10 years old, around that age. You know, We still don't know the age numbers, but still, I, that's a possibility. That might be something. We don't know if she, was, if she got in the car and drove off, because that's what the whole conflict was over. Remember, it was about getting to the car. So anything's possible, and yeah, we'll see where that goes. But this is it. This is it. And this is going to the name of the the title of this episode, which is The Madman Across the Water. Uh, Iris hears some ruffling. I think Silas also hears it, and they're like, oh, it's an empty. She says, don't worry, I'll take care of it. So she wanders off, and then we see from the perspective of whoever is the the madman or the crazy person pull out a weapon. looks like they're pointing it at Elton. Because he's just standing there, and it looks like it's a direct shot, and poof, black screen, credits, roll. No after credits, this one. At least not pertaining to this episode. Unless I, did I skip that? No, I didn't, right? There was no after credits in this one. What? You didn't see the after credits? Oh, shit, don't tell me I missed something. <laughs> joking. Yeah, I was going to say, see, there you go, but... But, uh, so, I found it interesting, though, that they waited till the last, that the last scene is linked to the the, the title of this because if most people and i know a lot of people that when they read the title of episode they look for it that's like a clue right like all right i'm gonna look for it so the whole time they're probably looking like madman across the water then it sort of is like a dead giveaway that they will come across somebody across the water so eh, i don't know how i feel about that because i i would have just liked the surprise but I don't know. Real quick, before we, we close out, what do you think? Who do you think this guy is? you think it's another group? Do you think it's Huck? Like, maybe this could be what you said, Rich. Maybe this is a setup. And she's like, you know what? We weren't supposed to make it this far, but now we did. And now I got to take you guys out. This is how it works. And I'm only keeping two people. And that's going to be Hope and Iris because we know Elizabeth, she wanted to keep Iris. So 
What do you think, Dana? So, or Rich? Yeah, go ahead, Rich. So uh, I'm not really sure who the Madman is. Uh, could it be uh, somebody that uh, is a part of Elizabeth's uh, organization? Uh, I don't know. I doubt that. Could it just be a random character that they have to come across and deal with? I would say it's, po- it's uh, possibly that because one thing that we haven't seen in this show, and obviously you can say that's not necessarily true because of what happened in the first episode with Hope, uh, but we have not seen enough of people having conflicts with other peoples. You always see oh, yeah. Yeah. Them, them, them taking out the empties or the walkers, etc., but you rarely see, of course, in The Walking Dead and Fear, you do see them going against another human because most of the time the humans could be just as dangerous as the empties themselves. So, um, In fact, other this, groups aren't really even discussed here besides what Huck mentioned of that encounter with the people that found her. Yeah. That they were bad people out there. And that's what I thought she was getting at with that story. But she didn't even mm-hmm. focus on that. She was like, ah, oh, it just made me stronger. I thought she was going to use this as a tale of like, this is why you don't venture out. Because there are bad people. Not everybody out there wants to help. There, there are people that have alternative uh, motives. So, well, well, that right there, you just said it. That's the explanation. Then this is this is obviously a bad a bad person. Then, and um, I guess we're going to find out how they deal with this person. Because again, up until this point, you know, at least in their current time, the kids have killed uh, walkers. Obviously, Silas you know, speculated that he killed his father. So, you know, you, you have to eliminate that. And then, of course, Hope shooting the, uh, you know, Elton's mom when she was a kid. But aside from that, you know, in the current form, we haven't seen them kill another person. So I feel like that is going to come into play at some point, at least them having that uncomfortable conversation. Because once you do that, then you know all that you heard the lines that Rick Rick has said in The Walking Dead. We've done horrible things. We're horrible people. Oh yeah. Once you do do that, it gets into the morality of 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 your actions. So yeah. I think they're going to have to address that for sure. Mm-hmm. Dana, what did you think? Closing scene. Um, closing scene. Very good. Very excellent. I have a couple theories. We could. We know that Rick Grimes is going to be in world beyond we know that he's going to be seen it's not a mention he's going to physically be there um it the person who was there had a staff they was wielding a staff staff is very well known in the walking dead also rick grimes had a staff not saying it's rick grimes i'm throwing it out there as a possibility it could also be someone else from crm who is running away and could provide some form of insight to the facility. But I think that would be too far, though, because they're still over in the Mississippi area. They're nowhere near New York City. We don't, again, we don't know how long they've been traveling. This is just a random pop-up. We don't know anything about this person. They could have been traveling a very long time. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It could also be another person in this, you know, in the show that does not have, you know, a story yet. That or, you know they come across. It could be one of us, one of our I am Negans from the, the sanctuary, and this is what happened when that. That is very true. And, you know. It yeah, this is set to be one of those crossovers where it could be a multitude of people. It could be another plant. It could be someone who knows um, the girl uh, Huck, 
and you know could provide some kind of information we don't again none of the in regards to felix and huck i don't trust them off the bat yeah. or or this could be because remember huck said that she was on that same river when she got found on that raft and maybe she knows that area and she doesn't want to scare them and she recognized it once they they docked it was like wait i remember this area this is where the university security found me so maybe that's where she's going out to see if that group that grabbed her that time are still there that is very true so it can be a multitude of things that hopefully will make this show more interesting all right. Well, there you go, people. This is it. This was our review of World Beyond Season 1, Episode 5, Madman Across the Water. Uh, a lot of info. We got a lot of info. We already hit that halfway mark, so hopefully everything gets real chaotic. They're across the Mississippi, so that, that should represent that anything could happen because they're, they're in unknown territory. They don't know what's going on. All right, people, thanks again for listening and watching and, and subscribing. Thanks for the support. And we will see you later on uh, this weekend for, that was it, episode four of Fear the Walking Dead season six. So, again, thanks again for the support. For Dana, Rich, and I, and everyone over at the Coalition, that's coalitionwithak.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. Peace.